Good afternoon. This is Sam Brooks with Local Matter Sports, and today I have the luxury of talking to a couple of local products from a Cookville High School football team. And uh, I've got David, better known as Day Day Gist, and I've got Connor, better known as Bobo Wright, in the uh, studio today to talk a little bit about their experiences playing football and growing up in Cookville. Welcome, guys. We're glad to have you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, no problem. This is something I've been looking forward to, and we're going to dive into uh, family and, and growing up playing for the coaches that you played for in Cookville, and we can talk about who those guys were, how they helped you, and, and then even mention some of your teammates there towards the end. And, and I guess the biggest news for everybody, you're going to Tennessee Tech. Your football and college career is going to continue. And that's something that people around here are very excited about. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to start with your family. Tell me a little bit about your family, Day Day. Uh, I got a my mom, my dad, got two sisters, and I got a brother. Brother also played football for Cookville High School, Cameron Jimenez, and my sister Christian Jimenez, and then my little my littlest sister Davia, uh, and then my mom and my dad played big roles in my life. So that's where I am. No, I've known your dad for a while, and he was uh, he was someone up in the stands that's uh, very excited to be in the stands mm-hmm. and very excited that Day Day was playing <laughs> for Cookville High School. It, it, it was very evident any time that you go to the game. But I, I think you had a, a great support mechanism, and, and so did Bobo. And I've had the luxury of knowing Bobo's family for a long time. I've been over uh, – uh, they kind of have a uh, – like – acres and acres of land where many of his cousins and family live all in the same plot so you know i've been over to uh his cousin's pool miss esty scott and richie scott and then beat him in cornhole several times so um <laughs> i know that family well and uh tell me a little bit about your family bobo and how important they've been to you as far as your whole career well i've got my mom melody Wright, my dad heath Wright, and i've got an older sister montana Wright, who's right now Goes to UT. She just graduated, and now she's she just got accepted into vet school. So, and they've really helped me along, and they've just incorporated the idea of football in my life, and I've just loved it ever since. Both of your parent sets are very supportive. That's the first thing that I noticed in getting to know them, and and just incredibly supportive of what you're doing. Um, that support mechanism has to be important, you know, because there's trials and tribulations within sports. Um, everything is not always going to go perfect. Sometimes you're going to be mad at the coach, you know, for what they do. And I know that I've been a coach and I've been a player. Um, so how important, and we'll start back with you, Dayday, how important has that support mechanism at home been to you in the last three years that you've been at Cookville High School? Uh, it's been, it's been, it's been great. Like back whenever I was a freshman or a sophomore, there's times where I'd question about where I'd, where I'm going to go. And it's because Obviously, I wasn't as developed as I was my senior year versus my sophomore year. And with my parents uh, just backing me up and just keeping me with it, keeping me focused and becoming to be where I am today, it's been great. And so that support mechanism, it plays a pivotal role in my life. So tell a a student athlete out there that's listening to this, and and it goes all out. I mean, uh, we get on that podcast, there's no telling who's going to listen to it. So... If you got a, a student athlete out there that's a 10th grader, and maybe they don't look quite like you do yet. I know at that point in time, you didn't either. So what, what do you tell that kid that's asking you, and they want to play college football or basketball or baseball or whatever the situation is, what do you tell that student athlete at that age? you gotta, you got to keep working. You can't just give up when times get hard because 
with football, it's it's changing. It's a fast-pacing game, and you can't just give up whenever things aren't going your way or, or you ain't getting your play called on a certain time. You just got to keep going and keep working forward and keep keep working to get to a point where you want to be to where you are one of the be- best players on your respective team. You, know, you just can't give up. Well said. Bobo, I'm going to take you back to a point in your sophomore year. We happened to be at the pool. We happened to be playing cornhole. Yeah. And I had a, a person in town that's pretty important to me that was my coach at Tennessee Tech when I was there, Gerald Brown. And uh, at that time, he was with the Atlanta Falcons as their running back coach. And uh, you had guts enough to ha- say, hey, Coach Brown, you know, what can I do? I'm a sophomore. You know, I'm a lineman, defensive lineman. What do I need to do to get better and make myself presentable to college coaches as time goes on? And you weren't even starting then. You know, you weren't even getting to play. But you had the foresight to be able to want to understand that. So how was that important to you? Well, I mean, it was important because of where he's at. I mean, he was an NFL coach, and I took everything he said. I respected everything he said. He told me to just be aggressive as I can. And to always work hard because I, I am undersized lineman. So working hard, I have to work hard and be mean. I, I've taken that and I've, I put that into the weight room. And that's what ended up making me start my junior year. And I think I speak for both me and Dede. We didn't play a lot of sophomore year at all, honestly. He played a little bit, but I didn't play at all. And I took that and I was like, I got to work harder in the weight room, be more aggressive. And that's what ended up making me start junior year. And I think the same for Dede. Well, you know, I really at that time I just applauded you for asking because a lot of people wouldn't, you know, sitting there talking to an NFL football coach, they wouldn't think that they could ask him something like that. And, you know, uh, it sticks out in my mind. uh, He got you down in the stance and (laughs) and you came out of the stance and he was the defensive guy and you got your hands on him and you started duck walking him and about about took him off his feet. And uh, so after that, what you don't know, we, we got in the car and he said, Sam, he said, that kid, that kid's strong. And so even at that young age in 10th grade, and the one thing that I noticed in watching you this year, um, you may be undersized, Boba, but you're very strong. And that's a great attribute to have. And, and Day-Day, you too. And I think what impressed me about you as, as far as uh, watching you on the field is you can tell you want to be there. You can tell when you're out on the field and you're carrying the ball, that's the most important thing in your life at that time. And, and I think that's what – you know, coaches were able to see. So kudos to you guys. And, and uh, uh, it's just, you know, there's a lot of folks in Cookville that are very happy. How has the support been as you went through this recruiting process by all your support mechanism, friends, family, school, friends? How has that support and what has it meant to you as you went through this recruiting process your senior year? Day-Day, start off. It's 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 like an overwhelming feeling because like so so many of my friends just back me up and it's just they they believe in me as I believe in myself and family as well and just like the, the school they look they look at us football players they look at us as, as the oh, I wouldn't say the face of the school because like you got basketball baseball but I'd say like a big part of the school representing the school and just going out performing and it's the support from the community is what is drives it all and it's means it means the world to me and i know that that support will follow through whenever uh they're supporting us at tech as well bobo i'm gonna piggyback piggyback off of what dede said the students they come out to every game and they watch us you know and they cheer us on 
and they know that we're going to play college to play football and they're very supportive of us, you know, and along with our teammates, some of, some of them will be joining us at tech and they're just, you know, they they couldn't be more supportive than they are. Magic season for the Cavs this year. It, it reminded me and, you know, I really wanted to, to kind of talk to you guys along this time, but you know, I had Oakland coming in the first time and that took me back to my senior year way back in 1986. And Oakland was the number one team in the state at that time and they had won the state championship the year before and we used to play over at tech's field we didn't have our own field at that time and so we played at tech and uh we we uh won uh, the majority of the game we were leading and it got down to the end and it was a tie ball game at the end we went into two overtimes and um the last overtime we we went for two because the next one you're going to have to go for two anyway so we as a team went ahead and decided with our head coach to go for two and we had, uh, I remember, clear as day, we had Bruce Lamb going around the back of the end zone, and our quarterback threw the ball to him, floated it just a little, and uh, one of the Tennessee signees from Oakland got his fingertips on it, knocked it down, and we lost the game by one point. So uh, been there, done that. That was, a, that was a tough game for you guys here because everything was rolling, everything was good, you were undefeated. How did you deal with the, the loss of that game and we're able to come back the next week as strong as you did. I would think I would say that like whenever whenever we we came in, we had, we went to that game and everyone was riding us off saying we were going to get blown out and just uh, already assuming that we were going to lose. I would even say some students in our school even thought even just assumed we were going to lose. So going into that game, we knew that we weren't the, like, we weren't going into that game as an underdog. We were looking as a, as equal teams, which we were. So going into that game, we knew it was going to take all that we could. And then coming out of that game, we just we saw the little things and saw the things that we uh, needed to fix. And so we just said after the game, I remember talking to another person that's come to Tech, Kate Smith. I remember talking to him after. He said, we just looked at each other we're like, we're going to be all right. Like, <laughs> it's going to be all good. So we know what we needed to fix, and we came back the next week and fixed it. That's awesome. Bobo, your thoughts? Um, kind of what Dede said again. Uh, we went in that game, everybody's thinking – you guys are going to lose. We get told in the hallway by students there, we're going to lose this game. Y'all are going to get blown out. So we're thinking to themselves, you know what, let's prove them wrong. So we go out there, and we we play as good as we can for four quarters. A couple of mistakes out there, I think, what kept the game from being in our favor. But right. the next week, we was like, you know, we'll be back. We'll bounce back. Play I, I believe the next week was Riverdale, was it not? Or was that a couple games later? That was... Siegel was the next game, and then okay. and then Rossview, and then Riverdale, and then Riverdale. Riverdale was, uh, I think, ranked fifth in the state at that time, and and you guys absolutely drilled them. So that had to be some some real uh, reward for all your hard work, and really the bounce back from that loss that you had earlier in the season. Yeah, coming coming into Riverdale, uh, the first first game, we everyone was thought we were going to lose that game as well, and we came in and. Just we did everything right, and we won on a we won on a last uh, like a last second touchdown. Kate threw one to Doll over the middle, and then there was about nine seconds left, and we were celebrating. But we knew it wasn't over. It's better. So then we kick it off. It's a pretty short kick, and so they only have about sixty yards to go. And they won on a hail mary, and then we knew that we were just hoping that we'd get them back again. And so when we did, we just came in that game, and everyone was. It was it was more even, I guess, uh, that people were predicting, but we knew we were gonna we were way better than them. 
And so then we came in there and we handled business. They're a great team, but and that night everything was just clicking for us. We're talking to Day Day Gist and Bobo Wright and, and touching on that on your side. How is it when when you guys got Riverdale that second time, you put on a clinic in the offensive line. The best game that I've seen you guys play all year by far. How was it? And, you know, Riverdale's defensive line right. were pretty big guys, a lot bigger than our offensive line. Mm-hmm. So how what was that feeling like to be able to dominate a good team like that as well as you guys did? It it felt great. Like if honestly the second half I was blocking and then I'd look and I'd see Dede running down the sideline and he'd <laughs> score. I think he had two fifty and five. He had a bunch. He had two fifty yeah. and five touchdowns and I mean he's a phenomenal player, but you can't put up those numbers without just putting in the work on the offensive line and we were just clicking on every aspect. And it just felt amazing. It's great to have days like that. And, guys, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back and continue our conversation. Welcome back. We're talking to Day-Day Gist and Bobo Wright today on the show, and we're going to talk a little bit about the recruiting uh, and how it affects these high school folks nowadays. Uh, In talking to some college coaches, uh, some of the things that they uh, really brought to the forefront was, in today's world, you have huddle. So being able to look at a kid is – instantaneous there's no more discs and dvds being passed around or mailed or anything like that it's it's all you're able to get to it very quickly and then some of the downside and and really where they're starting to change what they're doing a lot of times uh there's a lot of support groups um you know recruiting agencies coaches that that want their players to make it to the next level and all that so they're telling me about uh maybe talking to other folks in the school scene, teachers of these student athletes, getting their opinion on how they act in class. And then one big one that's come out of that, Bobo, is all of them nowadays look at Twitter and Facebook for a young student athlete. Is that what you've seen in your recruiting this past year? Twitter majorly. like Coaches are DMing me on Twitter all the time, talking, you know, just say, hey, how you, how's it going? And I think that's an easier way to talk to them kids our age now because we're always on our phones i think that's the biggest way of communication now bobo and data that's very so very interesting and, and something a little tidbit for those guys out there that are listening that have future aspirations to be a, a college athlete um that's very important for them to know because a lot of them don't know that until they know it mm-hmm. and so appreciate you sharing that and and day day for you um you know when did you know that you wanted to play college football? When did you know, and then when did you figure out you were going to have that opportunity? Well, whenever I've, – I've always wanted to play college football. My dream goal is to mm-hmm. go to the NFL. Ever since I was little, like, football's been everything to me. It's, I never want to stop playing. So I've had aspirations to make it to the next level, and then the biggest level there is ever since I was little. And then I knew, I knew I'd – have that opportunity uh our first scrimmage against alcoa uh remember i just remember like back of my hand the first carry of my senior year i took it to the house and then after the scrimmage i talked to tech and that's whenever i got my first scholarship and that's whenever i realized that i would have a chance to go play in college and that was early in your uh you know your summer actually that Mm -hmm. you got that first division one offer you know and, and that's pretty cool both of you both of you decided to be on the CSA program, which is a recruiting service. Um, how did that help you as far as 
getting involved in something like that, you know, a proactive service that helped get your name out there. How did that that affect your recruiting status as you got into the program and and as you continued to talk to these coaches in Twitter and and all these other ways? Bobo? I think it felt made me feel more confident because when I first came to CSA, I'm thinking to myself, I'm probably not going to go play college football. And then once I started getting all the the hits and the contacts, I'm thinking to myself, maybe I'm pretty good. Maybe I'm good enough to play. And that just made me more confident. And that's when the coaches would DM me. And I just felt confident talking to them. And I think that would make me look more appealing to them than just being shy and feeling to myself, okay, I'm not that good. But now I know I'm good enough to play. And that just made me more. Definitely played in one of the best conferences in the state of Tennessee oh, against yeah. some of the best athletes. So that that within itself uh, re- really gave you opportunities. Now, in your situation, as you look back on it, uh, and we've talked previous to this, you had several offers uh, to go play at, at other schools, maybe smaller schools, mm-hmm. but that had good academic programs um, that wanted you to be there. Um, I, I think uh, six to eight offers is what you had, uh, you know, before you decided to mm-hmm. to go walk on at Tennessee Tech. So you, you, you basically gave up some opportunities for scholarships yeah. to walk on at Tennessee Tech, which you, you've already got an academic scholarship at Tennessee Tech. You live within two miles of the mm-hmm. campus, you know, so you, if you want to, you could stay at home. Mm-hmm. What, what was key in your decision to decide to stay at Tennessee Tech and walk on there versus get scholarships at other places? My dream as a kid was to go play Division One football. And in my head, I was thinking to myself, as soon as I get the opportunity to do that, I will choose that over anything else. And that's what I did. I chose Tech, Division One over NAIA and Division Three and Division Two schools. Have you have you had good response from your friends and your support system for that? I know your parents wanted you to do it, no doubt. Oh, yeah. But has everybody agreed with that decision? For the most part, everybody's agreed with me. You know, I've since I've explained to them my dream is to play Division One, and then then they understand and they're like, okay, now they support me. Now, Daddy, as you said, we we started talking about uh, you getting that early offer uh, from Tennessee Tech that came to your uh, spring game and watched you play, which was very important. But uh, several offers followed that. I think the thing that separated it with you, just like. Uh, Bobo, you wanted to play Division One football. You just said your goal, your dream, is to somehow make your way to the NFL. Well, I'll tell you this. People told you you couldn't get to college and play. Look where you are now. So don't give up on that dream no matter what anybody tells you. Mm-hmm. Keep doing that. But how important was the recruiting process with you and, and being able to go from a, a situation where you didn't really have any contacts to the end of the spring game getting your first offer and then other colleges competing to try and get you to come there? It just the recruiting process is just great, especially through CSA. Just getting my name out there, getting exposure, and it, it was quick and easy. It wasn't just like me trying to find a, somehow, some way, emailing a coach, and then them coach just pushing it aside because they have no idea who I am. But CSA, they got that name out there, so then whenever they get an athlete, they can look at it and just they can understand like, oh, this kid's actually pretty good. Let's let me check him out, and then they check him out and they just want to see who he is, and then. Twitter, Twitter's the biggest, um, I would say the biggest social media thing for athletes because you can upload a video like that and get a link to it and college coaches just click on it and go watch your uh, highlight right there. Yeah, it, it, the world has changed. 
there's no doubt with the digital and all that's happening there. And Bobo, you said that these these young people nowadays and my daughter and son are are definitions of that. They're always on their phone. You know, there's some good to that. There might be a little bad to that in communication, but mm-hmm. you know, time will tell there. Today we're talking to Day Day Guest and Bobo Wright, and we're finishing up recruiting conversations. And guys, what are you looking to do at Tennessee Tech? You know, Dwayne Alexander has taken over the program. I think that was a uh, a very big, attractive uh, component of the recruiting process. Um, you know, Day-Day, when you got your first offer at Tennessee Tech, Dwayne wasn't there. Uh, the former coach was still there. And then Bobo, as the year went on, you got the opportunity to meet Coach Alexander. How important was it to you both that the new coach was coming in and that he was somebody who played at Tennessee Tech previously? Bobo, we'll start with you this time. It was a It was a big deal to me because – when I was told he was a former walk-on, that caught my attention because I'm going to be a walk-on, and maybe I can connect with him on that note, thinking to myself, maybe I can earn a full scholarship later on on the road, and I and I think that I will. I, I do too, and I think uh, I think that's your driving force now uh, to make sure that you that you do that. And Daddy, what are you looking for? The size, the strength, you have that. Um, are you looking to try and go in and 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 you know, be able to possibly play this first year? Definitely looking to play. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a true freshman and just go come out and play right out of high school? But I'm willing to do whatever whatever the coaches need me to do, even if it was telling me to play defense. Like, whatever the coaches need me to do, whether it's practice team or special teams or anything, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes just to help the team better and, progress to be where we want to be by winning the OVC and then maybe one day one a national championship. I'll tell you what, uh, Coach Alexander has put together a great staff at Tennessee mm-hmm. Tech. Some, I've got an opportunity to meet all of them so far and very impressed with their past and, and really uh, the level that they care about their athletes that I've seen already. That doesn't mean you're not going to get yelled at. That, that doesn't mean <laughs> that they're not going to drive you and push you. You know, the best thing a coach can do is hang you off the ledge you know, and if you crawl back and, and you, you've earned your spot and, and do what you want to do, uh, that's what they get paid to do. But how important is it for the staff that they put together over there for you guys? Bobo? Well, Coach Thornton, the offensive line coach, he's got a national championship ring. <laughs> so that right that right there, it's it's exciting that we're I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be coached by a national champion coach. It's pretty nice. And it's, it's just going to be awesome. I'm going to get to learn what he's learned from – Coach Saban down in Alabama, so it's just going to be phenomenal. So Bubba was talking about uh, Jake Thornton, a new offensive uh, line coach at Tennessee Tech. Uh, he was a graduate assistant down in Alabama, I think, for a couple of years, and he does have a national championship ring this year and went through all of that, and we're very lucky to, to get him. Your, your new coach, as as far as a running back, uh, uh, has come in here, and he's got a lot of great experience and uh, I think expects big things out of you. Yeah, I talked to him uh, back at uh, the official visit I had. He actually said something about uh, he uh, used to room with, room with uh, Josh Norman of the Washington Redskins, one of the highest-paid corners, and I thought that was crazy to think about because Josh Norman, he's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal player in the NFL, and I think that outweighs the national championship ring. <laughs> <laughs> Still competing. Yeah, me and Dede disagree on that. <laughs> well, guys, let me tell you something. It has been a pleasure, and, and I think uh, – what you've been able to uncover uh, as far as recruiting and how you've been recruited is going to be very important to the folks, mm-hmm. the the young people that are listening to to this, because that's kind of like a black hole, you know, for some of the kids out there. They they don't know what to expect. 
And so some of the tidbits that you guys have given them is going to be very uh, very good for them to hear. So thank you guys for taking the time to come over and join us today, and we really appreciate having you today. Thanks for having us. Thank you.